You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. What a great opportunity to talk to you today. Today, we've got great voices, people who are in the breach every day. They step into that breach to try to inform the American people. Buckle your seatbelt. Two extraordinary conversations back to back in just a few seconds after these commercial messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to home 
HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Welcome back, folks. We're going to be joined now by the chairman of the House Oversight, excuse me, the House Administration Oversight Subcommittee, who's been leading the efforts to uh, unmask all of the security intelligence failures that the January 6th Democrat Committee swept under the rug the last couple of years. Joining us right now, Congressman Barry Loudermilk from the great state of Georgia, the chairman of that committee. Mr. Chairman, good to have you back on. John, it's always a pleasure to be with you, and you're doing some incredible work, well, so we appreciate it. We're trying to keep up with your committee's investigation. <laughs> a lot of explosive revelations, a great hearing yesterday. We'll get to that in a second. I want to just ask you, you've seen this video footage, too. Right. You and Congressman Massey and others have been aware of this very significant failure by the Secret Service. Your take on what we saw and what can be done maybe to fix the uh, mentality that led to this oversight. Yeah, It's incredible because I'm still trying to make sense out of what we're seeing. First of all, uh, we know that there was actionable intelligence that there was going to be an attack on the Capitol. Uh, it seems like most every three-letter agency knew about it, but the chief of police didn't because of the intelligence failure that happened within Capitol Police. That also leads us to believe that the Secret Service knew about it. We knew, we knew that, uh, that people in the White House knew about the intelligence. So why did they not catch a pipe bomb? And when you look at the video and you see the still pictures from the FBI, that pipe bomb was placed to be found. It wasn't placed to be uh, in an area to do damage. You would put it inside the bush, all the way under the bush. This thing was left so it would be found. How in the world was it not found before they brought the future vice president into the Democrat uh, club there? And, and you know, was there not a sweep done at all? That's my question. And especially, normally you would do a sweep anyhow. But if you had the intelligence, don't you think you would have doubled your efforts? And so there's just so many questions unanswered. And then, of course, you got the FBI. And, and as you mentioned, Thomas Massey is running uh, down that uh, trail for us. We are working together. And that's the nice thing about this investigation. We're working with uh, the uh, Oversight Committee. We're working with Jim Jordan and Judiciary and the Weaponization Committee. And so we... Uh, uh, it, it kind of expands our efforts and also uh, gets people working in certain directions. But there is so many unanswered questions that we have that it's it, it these things should have been looked into by the select committee on January 6th. But as we know now, they had a predetermined narrative and it just didn't fit of what they wanted to where they wanted to place, place the blame on all this. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we grew out of the 9-11 era and we, we, we really hardened our defenses after 9-11, knowing yes. that the enemy across the ocean was determined to strike us. 22 years later, it seems like we've gotten a little soft. You see all these different things. We had the other day, we had police equipment dropping on the ground. A few weeks before that, you have the door being unlocked and police unaware that they triggered the unlocking right. system. Ha is there a mindset that maybe has softened over the years as we move further and further away from that extraordinarily bad day of 9-11? I think it has, but there's also the politicization, the aspect that happens yeah, here. Good point. Um, and this is a good lead into the other discussion about the uh, inspector general. Um, we've got a situation here where the inspector general of the Capitol Police is hired and fired by the Capitol Police Board. Right. So 
you work for the people you're investigating, that's unheard of. It is not effective. And so we have that issue uh, in our investigation. We're finding out the term optics comes up quite often. So, yeah, the, uh, Chief Sund, he put his civil de- defense units, uh, or, uh, the, the units that are the riot police, basically. Yeah, the civil he disturbance units, in, right, right. Yes, civil disturbance units in place, ready to go. But somebody in leadership didn't like the optics of them having riot gear. So they were told they had to leave the riot gear in buses that were blocks away. I mean, this stuff makes no sense whatsoever. But uh, even on the pipe bomb aspect, we also have a video to where someone walks up to the Secret Service who are sitting outside while the vice, the future vice president, vice president-elect is inside the building and tells them about the pipe bomb. Then that person just walks off. Would you not think that you would detain that person there to find out more information about somebody who just walks up and says, hey, there's a pipe bomb over here? That that makes no sense. They don't even know who that person is. So (laughs) there's just so many failures that and and I'm not I'm not confident that we've overcome these yet. We need significant reforms. We need to get back. I mean, we've even seen it in our military. The, The wokeism has gone into our military where it's more important to feel good than it is to be lethal. And so uh, there's a lot of work that has to be done. These uh, security forces are here to protect, not project a, uh, a political ideology. Yeah, such an important mindset. We have to switch back to the way it used to be. So you had exactly. this extraordinary hearing yesterday with the Capitol Police Inspector General, and you learn a lot of different things over the course of the hours. One of them is that of all the investigative reports this agency has done, only two or three were ever made public. It's as though there's no antiseptic of light uh, to be had here. Does that contribute to the inability of the Capitol Police to fix itself? It does. Uh, you know, when you've got an inspector general, as I said earlier, who works for the people they're inspecting, there is a cordial working relationship right. there. And I think what we uncovered is not not something totally nefarious, but it's it's grounded in the the makeup of the inspector general's office. It should never be that they work for the people you're investigating. You have to be independent. And so we uncovered that, oh, there were these hundreds of recommendations that were made by the previous inspector general. But they're being checked off in the spirit of the recommendation. That was very concerning to me. And they're just checking. Oh, yeah, we took care of reforming this. Well, we didn't reform it exactly the way they say we just maybe took the easy route out, but we're checking it off. So that was a big revelation. And and some of that came from, uh, you know, information we're getting from whistleblowers is that uh, they're not really making reforms that they're checking it off. just to, to make it look like they're they're doing something significant. So, and, and we do know from the previous uh, inspector general that pri- right after January 6, we had several Capitol Police whistleblowers go to that inspector general and tell them of things that they knew that was happening. Somehow, the Capitol Police finds out who those people are and they fire them. Wow. So there was actually no confidentiality, as the law requires, within the inspector general's office. Somebody in the inspector general's office went back to Capitol Police and said, hey, these, these people are coming over and reporting what's going on. So I, one of the first questions I ask, I ask this of the chief of police and of the inspector general, one, will you make every person that works for you available for us to question? The answer was yes. And two, will you ensure to me that they will be protected and there will be no retaliation? Both have told me yes. So uh, hopefully they're going to hold to that word and we'll be able to uh, not only get some answers, 
to fix a problem. Yeah, and that's all you're trying to do, right? You're not trying to score political points like the last committee. You're just trying to get things exactly. fixed so we're safer. <laughs> a lot of people have told me the Capitol's no more safer today than it was on January 5th because of the failure to get on top of this stuff until you started. Do you right. feel like there's a lot of room to grow that maybe we didn't learn a lot from January 6th to this point? Yeah, there is. And it, it's because of the select committee did not do part of what their tasking yeah. was. And they, as, as I've mentioned before, they had a blue team, a team that this is what they were supposed to do. But the problem that we're seeing they ran into, one, we have no documents from the blue team. So it's as if they didn't do anything. And I thought maybe they found something they weren't supposed to. And those documents just disappeared, as we know other documents have that we're still trying to run down. But now as I look at it, uh, if you're going to investigate the Capitol Police and a security failure, you also have to investigate those who have oversight, which would be the Committee on House Administration, as well as the Speaker's Office. Well, the Speaker put together this select committee. So there's a conflict of interest there. The chairman of House Administration, Zoe Lofgren, was part of the select committee on January 6th. So would she actively investigate herself? So I'm of opinion right now, maybe the blue team never did anything uh, as far as investigating the security failures of the Capitol. So the short answer is people here do not feel safe um, and that this could not happen again. They feel like there has not been a significant enough uh, reforms. And I can tell you that uh, a lot of the officers that we speak with, they feel the same way. There's still a lot of work to do. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest tonight is on top of it all in the D.C. swamp. From wasteful government spending to sounding the alarm when big government encroaches on the personal lives of American citizens practically daily. And now he's once again asking all the right questions from the RFK Jr. hearing yesterday to the ongoing investigations or lack thereof by law enforcement from January 6th. He is Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey, and he joins us now. Congressman, welcome to the show, sir. Good to have you. Great to be on with you, Amanda. 
Sir, there are a number of members of Congress who have been working very diligently to peel back the layers of the onion with respect to what exactly transpired on January 6th, who was involved, and then, of course, this issue of the pipe bombs left at the RNC and the DNC. And you released a video on Twitter the other day. We have aired it to our audience. What do you think is important about this footage of, of the pipe bomb being left at the DNC and, and all of the elements surrounding it? Well, you know, we've done a lot of digging here. We've spent uh, over 100 hours watching the videotape on this particular topic. And then Jim Jordan and I had a transcribed interview with the FBI director that was in charge of the Washington, D.C. field office that was supposed to be doing this investigation. And I asked him, having the knowledge of the video that I had watched, I asked him, do you know who found the second pipe bomb at the DNC? And he said he didn't, didn't know, didn't know if they knew. Yet he's over the people who are doing the investigation. And it's 900 days later. And I said, would that person be a witness, the person who found that pipe bomb at just the right time? And he said, that's investigation 101. Of course, we'd want to talk to that person. So then when we had Christopher Ray in front of us just the other week in our Judiciary Committee, I asked the FBI director, do you know who found the second pipe bomb? Do you have any leads there? Oh, by the way, Amanda, they also, Jim Jordan and I also learned in that interview with the deputy director who was in charge of the Washington, D.C. field office, that the phone companies had corrupted data, that they weren't able to use phone data to, to find out who the suspect was that they think that may have planted it on January 5th. So it's like the Keystone cops or they're not trying. I don't know what's going on here. Keystone Cops is a word that's coming up a lot more, Congressman. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. And you've done such great work on this. Uh, there's a moment where the Secret Service actually does engage the person and then they don't detain that person. Right? There's a crucial witness. And that person was allowed to walk off. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, the FBI could tell us about this person. But in the hearing, when I asked Christopher Ray, he used that phrase that I'm just frankly sick of. He said, well, it's longstanding FBI policy not to comment on ongoing investigations. I had to remind him that we fund the FBI. We created the FBI. Congress did. So you need to answer our questions. <laughs> Uh, you know, so who was that person that randomly walked up to, you know, walked past the DNC, seemed concerned, had a backpack, talked to one police car, the uh, went to the other side of the police car, went to Kamala Harris's detail, Secret Service detail, talked to that police car. And then it's like they're sort of in there for, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, minute and a half, eating their lunch or something. And then they decide to meander out and look around. And lo and behold, there's the pipe bomb. How did somebody find it after it had been sitting there for 17 hours out in the open at just the right time? Yeah, important question. Congressman, within the context of this, this conversation we've all been having about the weaponization of the federal government, a two-tiered system of justice, um, there has been a very stark dichotomy between the fervor that the FBI had and has as far as seeking out what actually happened, investigating January 6th activity on Capitol Hill versus finding out more information and investigating uh, this pipe bomb issue. Why do you think that is? Well, it's also look at the cocaine issue in the White House, right? Um, it, it, there definitely is a double standard here. 
you know, I see this double standard in the hearings that we have. If we ask a question the, the, on the Republican side, you get the longstanding policy of the FBI not to answer. And then on the Democrat side, they always answer their questions. So um, there is a double standard when Congress is investigating and when the, F, you know, the, when the FBI responds to us. But then in their own investigations, they'll go to the edge of the earth to find a grandmother um, who, you know, may have been walking in front of the Capitol and then uh, on January 6th. Uh, by the way, this is the other thing we found out <laughs> from the FBI director. He said it happens all the time when I asked him, did you get private purchase data like gun records on Americans from Bank of America and other financial institutions without a warrant, without a subpoena? And he said, yes, we did. And it happens all the time. What the heck? What about the Fourth Amendment? I thought you had to have, you know, probable cause or at least reasonable suspicion, but I guess not anymore. So we need to change the laws. Frankly, that's the lever that we have in the Judiciary Committee. And um, I, I think we've got the inertia to do it from these hearings. Yeah, important stuff. I want to ask a little bit about the security mindset. We learned a lot before 9-11. We hardened our defenses after terrorism. But over the last few weeks, when you look at the video footage that Speaker McCarthy has allowed us and you and others to go through, you see cops unlocking a door and letting people flow in, not even realizing they had triggered the lock. You see them dropping handcuffs on the ground that ends up being used against them. You see the Secret Service taking the future vice president, 14 days from taking office, right past the bomb. Their sweep doesn't see something that a civilian saw. Have, has the security mindset of these agencies gotten soft again in the post-9-11 era? Um, you know, I don't know what it is, but back to that location at the DNC, they did drive right by there. And after they drove right by it without sweeping that bench area, they parked there. And it looks like they may have eaten their lunch. Um, they spent over an hour, just 30 feet from that, what what's called a pipe bomb, uh, without acknowledging it until a passerby came. Uh, so I don't know, maybe they have gotten lax. Um, but again, it's that double standard. I see on your screen there, the pipe bomb. Yeah. By the way, I asked, I asked the FBI assistant director who was in charge of the Washington DC field office, how can a pipe bomb with a, uh, a one hour kitchen timer go off 17 hours later? And um, he said it can't. And so obviously mm -hmm. those, those weren't operable pipe bombs that were planted the night before either you know, and I and I do believe their suspicion that they were planted the night before. But if they were planted the night before, they couldn't go off the next day if they have a one hour timer on them. Something doesn't add up here. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. Not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple Store. It's also in the Android Store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch our videos and television shows. You can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting. Go to the iOS app store or the Android store today. Download the Just the News app. Read, watch, listen. Three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting, John Solomon. I want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the Just the News experience possible. You can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference. All you got to do is join the Just the News VIP club. That's right. What do you get for the VIP club? First off, ad-free experience on the website and on your newsletters. No ads, no dancing videos, no autoplay videos. An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7, plus once a month you get to hang out with me at justthenews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family the immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. Justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's $4.99 a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. We got you covered 24-7. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.